Hey, AV Club, this is your senior editor, John Tatey, and it's time again for Mom on Pop, the podcast where my mom, Bonnie Tatey, weighs in on all sorts of pop culture and lets us know what's going on in her life, too, don't you, Mom? I do. Welcome back to your show. Thank you. You know, I just want to tell you that Toast sleeps through, Toast my cat sleeps through every one of these while we're doing them. Oh, really? So He it's, never misses it. He thinks it's the greatest time to take a nap. It's really the mom and Toast on Pop show then. It's just that right. Toast is the silent partner in all of that's these. That's right. Okay. That's right. Oh, that's good to know. So if you want to imagine a sleeping cat on the radio too, go ahead, listeners. Now, Mom, all our listeners want to know the continuing saga of your sometimes conflict, sometimes uh, love and connection with the post office. And uh, what's happening with the post office right now? Are you happy or are you angry with the post office? Well, I'm very angry with the post office right now <laughs> because we have, we have a girl that comes in, a lady, a woman, I'm mm-hmm, sorry, mm-hmm. whatever the right term is. And she's a bit of a gossip, but it is a good way to find out what's going on. So our the, regular... Now, the postmaster, so this is like a assistant postmaster, is that what's happening here? Well, I don't know what she is. She fills in. She fills in at the post, so she works for the post office. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So she has now informed me that now that we've settled on this wonderful person who I hated the first time I met her. Right, but who you like now, I feel like that's that's what should be emphasized. I do. I like her very much. Okay. And so much that if I had had my act together, I would have given her a gift card at Christmas, but I didn't, so... Mm. Mm. Well, it's nice that you thought about it after the fact, though. I'm sure she appreciates that. I did. And maybe I'll give her one for Valentine's Day, if she's still there. Because now, she went and took a test. The post office said she had to go take a test to get... um, She has to be a PM, which I think means postmaster, and then some other letter. And she has the wrong letter to run our post office. So she went and took a test... And then they told her, you didn't take the test in time. And so you can't have the right letter in front of your, in back of your name. And now she she might be moving on. Oh, that's terrible. And, you know, we have a little post office. So you get to know the idiosyncrasies of, of everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a room, basically, the post office is. Right. So it's very irritating. It really is the post office fault, and I'm just, I just feel very disrespected. Well, maybe you should write a letter to someone saying that you oh, like that a... doesn't do any good. Uh, well, I think that the post office takes letters seriously. That's their whole stock and trade. <laughs> they could care less. I mean, don't you think she said, hey, you told me to go take the test. I went and took the test, and now you told me I took it too late. Well, but I think the post office might like to hear that you are pleased by the customer service you're getting from this particular postmaster, so maybe they should uh, find a loophole and, and keep her. Well, I appreciate your naivety, but uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, the post office is a little bit like the Wizard of Oz. How so? Well, it's just... It's just some big fatso sitting in a desk someplace, you know, saying uh, off with their heads. Oh, that's that's a different one, isn't it? Uh, the post office is just some fatso at a desk someplace. 
Well, you know what? It's just like it's not nobody. It's not. I could go to Andover where her boss is, but that person wouldn't really be in charge. <laughs> I see. So you are not willing to do battle with the vast bureaucracy of the post office. Oh, my God, no. I don't care that much. <laughs> okay. You should put that on the Valentine's card when you give it to the postmaster. <laughs> if she's still here. I, I care, but not that much. Happy right. Valentine's Day. There's a limit to my caring. What else? What else is going on in, in your life? Well, I do want to comment also something about sugar cereal, which is very near and dear to my heart. And I don't know if you're still a fan. <laughs> really? You don't know? I think I ate about, uh, you know, those Rubbermaid tubs. I think I the storage ones. I ate about I ate about a Rubbermaid tub's worth of uh, Reese's Puffs last night. Oh, you did. Yeah. Well, that's Anna's it. Anna's away, and so yeah, I, and if you're uh, eating healthy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's funny because there's a company that sends soup and rolls and cookies, and I was going to send you that package, and then I thought, oh, he's not going to eat soup. I would eat it. I would eat anything that crossed the transom because I. I, I don't really cook but, for myself. Well, you have delivery, though, right? Well, yeah, I have delivery. But, I, you know, I get tired of delivery. I don't want to get delivery every time when Anna's away. That feels really pathetic. I would kill for delivery. Yeah, I know. Well, I wouldn't kill, but I would really like delivery something. Sure. You would maim, maybe, for delivery. <laughs> I would beg for delivery. All right, but what is your comment about sugar cereal? Okay. So the, the um, grocery store in town sells all their own brand, which I refuse to buy because I want a selection. I think I should have a choice as an American. I should be able to choose my cereal. And I want name brand. I don't want store brand. Right. As an American. As an American. So I do not have access to the full spectrum that I really would like to have. I see. So they, maybe they don't have Lucky Charms, but they have uh, fancy gadgets and gadgets. Right, right. Or whatever they call it. They always call it something, you know, that it hints at the real one, but it's, it's, it's not. Right, right. And it's always disappointing. I try to go into it open-minded, but I've been burnt too many times, and I'm just... I'm just not going to do it anymore. Oh, it's never so, as good, because these mega corporations have spent millions of dollars researching the most delicious formulation of marshmallows or uh, peanut butter puffs of corn. I mean, they know what they're doing. So you don't think these companies are just coming in at midnight and running off a little bit of their <laughs> own stuff? I, no, I think that the ingredients are, are, are a little different. I think that the ingredients are a little cheaper so that they can sell it more cheaply. Mm. Mm. Well, I don't like them. So I had a hankering for what used to be called sugar crisp, and I don't know what it's... I think they're called golden crisp now. Golden crisp, yeah. All right. And, you know, they've messed with sugar cereal. They've added fiber and... Yeah. You know, everybody's still smoking, but let's make sure we get that sugar cereal all crapped up. I, I think smoking is actually less common than ever. Well, I don't want to go down that road. All right. You did bring it up, but okay. We'll, we'll I did. Yeah. I did. But did you see the Marlboro man just died? 
no, I didn't see that. Isn't I feel like every year a Marlboro man dies. <laughs> this was the real I one, though. I didn't mean to laugh at that. That wasn't funny. No, but, well, it's a little funny because it's, it's true. Okay. Well, anyway, so I asked your brother to get me some in Massachusetts. Okay. Which he some did. Some cigarettes. No, no, some sugar crisps. Oh, right. And I happened to see him on Friday, and... He gave me the he gave me two boxes and I brought it home, and then later I went to have a box, uh, not a box, a bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you and went to eat an entire box of Golden Crisp. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> and something went wrong. <laughs> the box is yellow. What? It's not gold anymore. I thought you were going to complain that they changed the cereal on the box. I never imagined that they've changed the... Oh, I see. I just Googled it. Look at that. And now it just looks common. It really does. The gold used to stand out. Is gold expensive to print? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they, you know, maybe it just looked too dim or dingy. I don't know. But yeah, I'm looking at it. It's very strange. It's sort of this orangish, orangish yellow, right? Yeah. 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 And you know, I'm saying if you're going to do that, just put it in a plastic bag like the super cheapo and let it let it go. You don't really? care anymore. Yeah, this redesign has made you that angry. There's just too many changes going on. I just I want I want my change a little more gradual. Uh, a little more gradual than gold to yellow. I don't know, honestly, if it gets more gradual than that, Mom. I, you, it seems like you just want things to stay still. Well, I do. Okay. That's what I really think. Okay. Well, I think we've arrived at the crux of the problem. We right? did. We did. I'm just, it's just too much change, you know. I'm happy for changes like gas prices are dropping. I enjoy that. But why are, why are they messing around with something that was so comfortable and precious to me? Hmm. To sell more of it, I suppose. Well, this, uh, that box isn't going to sell more. Well, you bought two of them and apparently ate a whole box as soon as you got home with it. <laughs> I did not. I did not. And uh, that's all. That's my complaint. Okay. It just seems a shame to me. We have a contest for our listeners. And uh, why don't you tell them it's the Broken New Year's Resolution Consolation Contest. I said that for you, so you didn't have to. Uh, but Thank tell you. folks what uh, what this one is, Mom. Well, this is what I like to hear on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I would almost said Twitter. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Your New Year's resolution that you've already broken, and you know, we've all broken the "I'm going to lose weight" one. So let's let's hear what you really broke that you really had some intention of doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weight loss doesn't count. That's a good rule. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Weight loss, that's too boring. But yeah, a New Year's resolution that you... Uh, my resolution was to uh, not eat a Rubbermaid tub's worth of Reese's Pieces <laughs> in one sitting. Reese's Puffs, I mean. <laughs> well, you made, a, you made it pretty far into the year then. Oh, yeah. I made it a little more than two weeks. Yeah. Pretty good, pretty good. I think that's great. So if you'd like to enter our Broken New Year's Resolution Consolation Contest, tweet... And please do. Please enter. 
That's right. Please enter, and you can tweet your broken New Year's resolution to Moxie NH. That's M O X I E N H, and uh, follow Mom on Twitter, and you'll learn about what, Mom. What do you put there on your tweets? Uh, just mostly things that are irritating to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Uh, now we've got a lot to talk about. I know uh, we are talking about girls and Shark Tank. Should we move along to our reviews? We should. All right. First up is girls. Girls. Oh wait, let me put my paper bag on my head then. Okay. <laughs> okay. Girls is the HBO series about four Brooklyn twenty-somethings who are self-involved but not quite self-sufficient. The fourth season sees Hannah, played by series creator Lena Dunham parting with her friends to enroll in the University of Iowa Writers' Workshop, where she faces some bracing critiques. He moved me where I had to go. The goal was not to say no. And so it didn't matter if I was good. In my choicelessness, I was free for a moment. Okay. What is the story about? It was about a really privileged girl deciding that she's just going to let someone abuse her. Yeah. That's what it's about. Honestly, I was very distracted by how Fifty Shades it was. I actually haven't read Fifty Shades. You know, you have to sit tight until we're done discussing. Okay. Girls airs Sunday nights on the home box office premium cable station. Mom, did you fall in love with these plucky millennials? No. No? None of them? Uh, No. All right, what stood out? We watched two episodes of this, the first two episodes of the season. And what stood out for you in the first two episodes? Well, the first episode that I ever watched in my entire life, I'm not sure how to say this. Um, I didn't know things like this were out there. So uh, you may be referring to the scene in which Marnie, the... Oh, let me tell you. I will tell you what scene I'm referring okay, to. Okay, okay. Tell me. I don't really want you to listen, though. Okay, I'm, I'm going to cover my ears. Well, it's, it's, the, it's these two people, Marnie and Desi, and they're having... I don't know if that's really sex, but <laughs> he's got his face glued to her ass, Slapping her cheeks with his cheeks. Okay, you can listen now. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to guess that you talked about the scene in Marnie's kitchen. Uh, Yeah. uh, A very sweet and intimate scene, I thought. (laughs) Oh, my God. Are people doing this? (laughs) This is just shocking to me. This is a thing that is done, yes. No, it is not. Sure it is. I can't, I can't, you know, I have enough trouble, you know, thinking about my children as grown-ups and with partners and whatever. I don't really think about it. You know, you don't think about it. But I certainly don't think of them doing something like this. And, And also, I just want you to know that on some investigation, there were prosthetics used. Yes, yes, they've talked about there. There was there's something in there, although it's not visible. It's it's fairly graphic, although shot from the side. Y- yes, so this was this was startling to you that people are doing this. Yes, yes, Johnny, it was. Well, you know, we did the uh, ass-related music videos uh, last year. Asses are in the air right now. People are excited about them. The ass is in. Well, I guess I don't 
see it being used in this fashion. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Well, you don't see it on TV too often, that's for sure. Well, it's a far cry from Lucy and Desi Arnez having yeah. to keep one foot on the ground, you know, when they're both in bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is quite some distance from that. <laughs> it is. I really, We've come a long I, I way, really baby. Shocked. I was really shocked by it. I was. I just, I kept saying t- in my head, what the hell am I watching? What am I watching? What is this? Do people do this? And then, and here is my real question. Okay, this mm. is very uncomfortable, but, you know, then do you go back to kissing? Because, ooh, not so much. I'm not going to do that. Probably not. Probably not. It depends, though. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not just really sure. I think I know, but I'm not sure who gets the who's getting the benefit of that <laughs> <laughs> action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I think you can be happy for both of them, but, uh, you know, I was happy for Marnie. She deserves it. She's had a rough go of it, and, uh... Well, you know, she a, a to bouquet a good time. of flowers goes a long way. It sure does, but she's a, she's a modern woman. So, this was your first episode you've ever seen, and apart from the of apart from the shocking sex scenes, what was your takeaway? What did you think of these characters? Um, well, because it was my first, uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't understand who any of them really were, right. um, if you will. So I just sort of focused on Hannah, who seemed very real to me. <laughs> yeah. Who seemed very real to me. You know, here she is. She's moving to Ohio, and she's leaving her boyfriend behind. And to me, it seemed like their relationship was ending, but nobody wanted to say that. Mm-hmm. And it seemed that they both have the, the realization that, that it's inevitable, um, and but she's also seemed like she wanted him to commit to say something, but he doesn't give anything. Right, he doesn't. And I thought yeah. that was sort of realistic. I did, I did appreciate the reality of that. Yeah, you're talking. And about- I even and can, let me let me say this too. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they even had what I considered. This was my interpretation of lackluster, sort of confusing sex. You know, are we saying goodbye or, you know, shouldn't this be kind of celebratory or it it just didn't meet anyone's needs, I don't think. So you thought that sex scene was a lot more real and and at least it resonated more for you. Yes, I thought I, I thought I could relate to that. I agree with you that the characters feel authentic. I, I really recognize some of these types, although the characters are individuals, they're not just caricatures, but I recognize some of these tendencies and types from having lived in Brooklyn and mm-hmm. having been around these well-off or privileged, uh, if you will, uh, people who are searching, you know, and that's mm-hmm. what—that's really what all of these women are doing. They're They're searching for something in a world that seems to be like they seem to have the world at their fingertips, right? Yeah. The world is their oyster. That's the phrase I'm looking for. And yet they look around and they just don't end up seeing much for themselves. Well, th- and this is this is because I'm very new to this. I'm going to just put this out there for mm-hmm. you. That while you're telling me these ladies are modern women, 
they may be looking for something that is more old-fashioned than the life they are living. I think you're quite right. That's tough. I think they're living in this postmodern, underemployed world, and they find themselves drawn, despite themselves, to these familiar patterns. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think that they all have a sense of this is a new world, and this is, like Hannah says in one of the episodes we watched, this is the information age. There's no such thing as oversharing, she says, and this is the information age. And again, it feels like everything is available to them, and yet they don't really know themselves. Well, and that's that's the whole crux of it, isn't it? Yeah. Because, you know, as an adult, for instance... I can go into Yummies, as I did on Friday, mm-hmm. and I could buy anything I want in there. I could buy one of everything in there if I wanted. What is Yummies? Yummies is the huge candy store in Maine. Oh, okay. So to me, like, that's a whole world. That's a whole world of candy. And I could have everything in there, but I don't want everything in there. I don't need everything in there. And everything in there wouldn't meet my needs. Mm-hmm. So having everything at your fingertips is not the answer. Well, that's beautifully put, and I I think that's right. And I think that's what uh, these women are discovering. They discover it over and over again, I'll tell you, over the course of the series. I know you're just getting in now, but um, they've really, you know, each... They do mature a little bit each year, and yet they seem less mature than ever at the same time. It just feels like they have so much more to learn. Like uh, when Hannah and um, Elijah go to that party uh, at the college. It's a rager. Rager, okay. It's It's a rager of a party. You know, Hannah gives advice to that girl who's in the long-distance relationship, and she says, I'm 25, I've seen a lot of stuff. Yeah, And that's yeah. that's really Hannah's Gordian knot that she can untie, which is that she chooses to think of herself as this worldly type, and right. yet she isn't. And I think that the show, and Lena Dunham in particular, uh, are is so good at... Uh, playing and getting some comedy out of that contradiction, out of that narcissism? Well, I do find the comedy slim so far, but because I don't know the the, uh, characters well. Um, I mean, I do think it's funny when she's assured she's in Ohio. She doesn't need to lock her bike. Iowa, Iowa. Oh, Iowa. Well, you know, we sometimes get the states mixed up. You remember when we drove out to Chicago and thought we had to drive through Michigan and... We were so relieved when we finally got to Chicago and realized we didn't have to, hey, and it no took Michigan. that long. Yeah, we were waiting for Michigan the whole time. Our Midwest geography was not the best. Mine still isn't. So she's assured that her bike is safe. So she, she uh, in, her, in her apartment, she, there's a bat, and she doesn't sleep well, and she ends up rushing to her first class and in her pajamas and doesn't walk her bike. And when she comes out, it is stolen. And I, I did find that amusing. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're referring to as 
comedy. That I thought that was very funny too, and I think I thought that was funny because it pointed out that the other people around her, even though they seem even more worldly and wise, mm-hmm. are pretty much as full of shit as she is. As right, yeah. If, if you'll pardon my language, and in the third episode, um, would I pardon your language? Do you realize what we just talked about? Pardon your language. <laughs> my God. Get a grip, will you? <laughs> well, so the second episode hints at how they're they're all full of shit and they're they're obnoxious in the uh, in the actual workshop itself, uh, and then in the next episode that really uh, plays out in a very funny way. But I think that I. You know, I wanted you to go into this cold because I thought that you would have an interesting perspective, as as you do. But it also takes some time and in, to get into the rhythms of this show. I think, and right. one of the funniest moments for me was just a a tiny little piece of writing. Hannah is talking to Marnie uh, over Skype or whatever it is on her computer. Right, it's a video chat, right. and. Marnie says she doesn't want to talk about Adam, Hannah's boyfriend. She right. knows that Hannah's going to steer the conversation toward Adam, and she's not going to do it. And Hannah says, Marnie, we talked about like 20 things first. And there's just a little pause before she says first. And that addition of the word first, if she had just said, Marnie, we talked about like 20 things, it would have had such a different color to it right. than when she says, yeah. Marnie, we talked about like 20 things first. When she says that, it's basically her despite herself admitting that marnie was right (laughs) that that really all that's all she wanted to talk about and if you listen to the dialogue they there's always the girls just can't keep their uh self-interest in you know they can barely make it through a sentence without thinking of themselves and so so many funny little turns of language result out of that well i'll listen for those that's why i I laugh so much at this show okay my, I did like the the phrase "metabolize my notes." <laughs> yeah, I I did like that because she's just putting it in the haughtiest way possible, right? Right, yeah. right. Those things make me laugh because they sound so pretentious. Yes, and they're yeah. And I think that's I think a lot of people don't give this show credit for how much it really does skewer these these characters and how much it laughs at them uh because it's not it's not just a show about um these self-involved women it's a it's a show about how silly they are and yet they do feel human and i do sympathize with them and that to me is the great feat of the show that they can seem so silly and yet so real and sympathetic at other times right right what do you think that she was wrestling in at the party uh, what was it? That blue muck? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, it looked like it looked like pudding, but it was blue. I think it was blue pudding. Well, they don't make blue pudding, Johnny. Yeah, but you can make it. All right, so that's what you think they were wrestling in. That's what I think they were in. Yeah, okay. I just did a I just did a uh, Google search for blue pudding, and a bunch of images came up. So it can be done. Oh, were they all wrestling images? No, they were mostly uh, patriotic pudding images, red, white, and blue. Yeah, you know, boring. Well, uh, also, I'd like to give a shout out to P- Peter Scolari on here, who I didn't recognize at first because I don't know if he's had a lot of work done or uh, well, I don't know. It just <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates that that shout out. Oh, um, well, you know, <laughs> what a nice shout out. 
Well, not a shout out as a call out. How about that? Yeah, you wanted to mention Peter Scolari of Bosom Buddies fame. Is, who started with Tom Hanks. His career certainly took a different path. It did, but he was on New Heart. He was great on New Heart, right? Well, he was annoying on New Heart. Well, he was humorously annoying. You didn't like yeah. him on that? Uh, I No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> but I'm glad to see that he's doing something au courant. Yeah, yeah. I loved the scene where Hannah calls them collect and they're playing Scrabble and there's a great dynamic between Hannah and her parents who are baby boomers, right? Maybe they're right. on the young side of the baby boom generation, but they're baby boomers and baby boomers and millennials, two of the most uh, narcissistic generations we've, uh, our country has had the privilege of experiencing, right? Am I a baby boomer? Yeah. Well, then I disagree. Okay, but it's true. And so I love when Hannah calls, Hannah calls Collect, and she says, is it normal to think about suicide for the first time when you move to a new place? And they're just sort of half paying attention. They're as self-involved as she is. Yeah. They just want to play their Scrabble game and... (laughs) And they're done. They're kind of done. Yeah. Whatever she needs to hear, that's what they're going to say. That's what this show gets so right. It doesn't It doesn't just nail these people relating to each other. It also nails them relating to themselves. But also, the reality is that sometimes we are, we're not just sitting at the, at the uh, telephone table having a conversation with anybody. You know, we're, we're scrolling through Facebook or, you know, I'm putting the, getting the stuff out of the refrigerator to make dinner. You know, we just don't. It's real and boring. You know, it's just it's just part of the, the scenery, but it's very accurate. Just sitting at the table playing Scrabble. Nothing. Nothing. Right. So final takeaways from girls. Any remaining points you want to get out there? The first one that I watched left me thinking, oh, my God, is this what my kids are watching? Mm-hmm. What a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I watched the second one, I started to understand everybody better. And I started. I would like to go back and watch from the beginning. I think that'll be very rewarding. I think this is one of the best uh, shows of the decade so far. And uh, why don't you go back and watch some, and maybe we'll revisit it in a future podcast. Okay. Okay? All right, great. Shall we move on to Shark Tank? Yes, we should. Shark Tank is the ABC reality series in which hopeful entrepreneurs pitch their businesses to five rich assholes in the hope that one of those assholes <laughs> will give them an investment. Last week's Shark Tank action included pitches for water bottle cleaning tablets, hiker-friendly dog food bars, and reusable novelty stick-on neckties. So what, what will your sales be this year? Right now we're on pace to do about 50000 this year. No! Whoa! Pull up, pull up. We're trying to figure it out, guys. We went back in. I think the market has spoken. They don't like it. I don't think so. I don't think so. Why are your sales only 50,000 this year? Because we made a conscious decision at the end of the year to slow our engines down and figure it out. We decided to to take our foot off the gas. No. Hold on, not completely off the gas. Because it was time for 2014 to begin. And it's go fast, make your catalog, do this, get this, spend all the money going to the trade shows. That guy's not working. To watch Shark Tank, tune your TV set to the channel of your local American broadcasting company affiliate every Friday night and just wait for the images to appear. Mom, are you willing to invest your time in Shark Tank or are you out? Oh, we watch this every 
week. Oh, really? Yeah, we love it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, you did. I didn't know it was a part of the regular rotation. I thought it was something you watched from time to time. But you're no, no, no. loyal viewers. Loyal. Loyal viewers. Okay. Who do you want to start with? I would like to I would like to tell you. I like to start with the people because this this is the um five categories I have, okay? Okay, I the people, you mean the entrepreneurs or the sharks? The entrepreneurs. Okay, so there's five categories of entrepreneurs who come in. You've you've decided. This is great. This, this is, is what I think. And yeah. and I'm willing to, you know, flesh it out if you have no, I want to hear it. I bet this is right, because there are certain types. So go ahead. Okay. The innocent slash clueless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The innocent slash passionate. Ah, yes, yes. The sharp cookie that knows the numbers, knows the years that they made this and that. Right. The enthusiastic slash clueless. <laughs> yup. <laughs> and the crier. Oh, the crier, which I hate the most. Oh, I hate the crier. Oh, God. And sometimes somebody will be in one of those other categories that you listed and suddenly they'll turn into a crier. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I'm a single mother. I I put all my life savings in this, and I really believe in it. And I just think, just turn around and leave. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. Oh, me too. I don't have time for that. I don't either. I don't either. Get your crap together if you're going to come on this show. Yeah, but you know they look for the criers. Do they? Oh yeah, oh yeah. They love to have it. They love to have a crier or two in every episode. Well, I don't appreciate the criers because I think sometimes I think sometimes they I feel like sometimes they dupe the sharks into a deal and I lose respect for everybody. <sighs> yeah, that happens. You know, Lori's a sucker for those for those criers. I'll tell you who else is is Mark. Yeah, that's true. So we got Mark Cuban, who you may know as the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, the mouthy NBA owner. We've got Damon John, who uh, started FUBU. Uh, We've got uh, Kevin O'Leary, who's just a rich Canadian who uh, made a lot of money in the uh, education and toy business. We've got Lori Grenier, who is uh, the queen of QVC, basically, right? Yeah. And uh, Robert Herjavec who is uh, another... He's also on the Canadian Shark Tank, which is called Dragon's Den. Uh, oh, is, I didn't know that. Yeah, he and Kevin O'Leary. He, um, Robert's not on it anymore, but he was on there with Kevin O'Leary, and uh, he yeah, made his money in like an internet security business. And hmm. then there's uh, Barbara Corcoran, the New York real estate tycoon. That's all of them, right? I Occasionally, there's a guest one. Ugh, but... which, is the, which is just death. I, remember that GoPro yeah. guy? Oh, yeah. He was so annoying. Oh, let me take a picture of this. Let me get video of this. Shut up. He was there just uh, touting his own horn. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Barbara, Lori, and uh, Damon kind of rotate in and out, and the other three are always there. Yeah. Who's your favorite shark? Oh. Mark. Mark? Really? 
who I really despise as a Mavericks owner, although now that I'm really not such a big Celtics fan anymore because we don't get it on TV, uh, <laughs> I just don't like him. I don't like him outside of this show. Why do you like him on the show? Well, because I think he listens well, and I think he cuts through the nonsense, and, um, and I think he makes some interesting deals. And he, and he seems to make deals with people that I would really like him to make a deal with. So let's uh, start talking about the specific deals from last week, because uh, Mark made a deal with the uh, stick-on necktie people. Uh, he bought the whole business. He bought the whole business, uh, <laughs> which was a cry moment. It's the first time anybody's got a deal, and they played sad music, because these right. two women sold their terrible business. These two women basically won the lottery. They got $200,000 for these crappy uh, ties that you can stick on a T-shirt to make it uh, make it look like you have a sticker on your T-shirt is really what it looks like. No, it has a tie on it that's, that, that I can see. Can't you see him selling those for the NBA? Well, that's what he said. He said he was just going to do Maverick stuff with it. So he's, he spent $200,000 for a novelty thing to sell uh, at the uh, you know Mavericks Arena. He just sees things differently, and that's why this show is so fascinating to yeah. me to watch, is that each of the sharks really does bring different motivations and uh, a different approach to the pitches. So the other four sharks were laughing these women out of the room. The product was so chintzy looking, and they and the business was struggling. They'd lost, they were losing sales, uh, and yet Mark goes for it. Yeah. Because he has an angle thanks to the Mavericks. And that's the thing. Barbara, for example, really likes baked goods and yes. and food and beauty products. She's really good with those. Lori, here's an interesting one from last week. The water bottle cleaning tablets. Now, what did you think of these? Stupid. Stupid, right? It's, it's to like wash your Nalgene. You fill it up with water and drop one of these tablets in and it, and it cleans it. And... Lori made a deal, and she said to them, we sell hundreds of thousands of water bottles on QVC. You know, as she was shaking their hand, she sort of mentioned this offhand, and that's when the light bulb went off for me, of course, because now they can sell those water bottles, and they can sell a little extra fear with it, right? They can start selling the fear mm. that your water bottle is dirty, and oh, look, we have the solution, these cleaning tablets. But you can go to the drugstore and buy an effortant and drop it in your in your bottle and clean it out just the same way. Well, that did come up, and they said that this was all natural, right? Who cares? Yeah, I, <laughs> and all natural is so meaningless, but they insisted it was all natural ingredients in these tablets, yeah. But fear is the greatest upsell, and anytime Lori sees a problem that she can make people afraid of and the solution she can sell to them, she jumps on that. Well, I think she knows what sells. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I think she's good. I did not like Lori at first when she came onto the show. Yeah. Uh, I was glad that they added another woman, although she and Barbara are rarely on at the same time. Right. Uh, but, but I have grown to like her. And I think they both have the same... Um, no, they don't have the same. But they offer uh, a tone in keeping with the show. Yes, I agree. You know, sometimes you see... Uh, these panel shows where there's the softy, maybe, mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. the 
slash the one that's ready to take on the, the hard core problems. But they both seem very even in that regard, and they both seem appropriate on this show. Right. They're not entirely mushy, and they're not entirely hard-ass either. They right. they really... Yeah, the, the men are more... I feel like the men are more predictable than the women are. The women feel like they're a little more versatile in the perspective that they bring to the panel. Would you agree with yes. that? Yes. They're, they're, they're more versatile. Because I think... And, you know, you can say nay to this but i think we expect men to act a certain way yeah i guess we i mean we expect women to act a certain way too well that's fair but i think that maybe because the women are in this you know traditionally male context of the boardroom with the big leather chairs it's not a boardroom but you know what i mean it it has that feel to it uh i think maybe they even have a little more flexibility although robert is kind of a softy well, he is, and he's not much of a uh, risk taker. One thing about Robert is he often makes an offer, and then the entrepreneur says, thank you, Robert, but I'd love to hear from everybody else. And yeah. they always have this cutaway to Robert looking miffed, you know? <laughs> and, I, and I get that, but he's a little, I think he's a little vague in what he can bring to the party, yeah, it's not as that's that's a great point. It's not a, like uh, Lori, you know, it's going to be on QVC. That's basically right. what she does, right? And Barbara right. is a fantastic marketer, uh, right. but it's not as clear what Robert's skill set is. That's made evident many times by by his bowing out. You know, he says this isn't an area I could help you in, and it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, get on with it because you expect I expect that from him. But he did on Friday's episode, the Lumio Booklight. Oh, what did you think of that, by the way? Were they not beautiful? Oh, I loved that. I want one of those. You better believe it. They're going to be on everybody's Christmas uh, list this year. I think so. If you didn't see it, it's a, it's a book that opens up and uh, the sort of faux pages have this light beneath them. So it, you basically create like a semicircle of light. They have magnets on them, so you can stick them to any uh, metal surface. And they, But they're really elegant looking. They're not as cruddy as they might sound from that description. It was very pretty. Oh, they were just lovely. They were beautiful. Um, so Robert did a deal for this Lumio book light. And uh, despite the fact that he gave the first offers and the entrepreneur sort of brushed him off and we had the angry Robert shot. Uh, right. So they threw us for a little bit of a loop here. And this is this is a subtle thing, but the editing of the show is very clever in that the Shark Tank does get into these patterns, such as this Robert pattern of, uh, I'm talking about. How many times have we seen Robert fail to make a deal on something that perhaps he was initially interested in? It seems to happen yeah. all the time, and they set this one up like that's going to happen again, and then he ends up getting the deal. I think that the editors of Shark Tank really recognize when the show is falling into a rut, and they adjust the storytelling a bit to surprise us. Yeah. Because I didn't yeah. expect him to make that deal. All five sharks wanted to make a deal. Yeah. And Robert won out. But this was, a, this was also a case of a very sharp entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah, this guy had, had, had it together. I mean, that's why all the sharks wanted to make a deal. Right. Right. He had done a lot of work. He really knew what he was doing. He had a vision. And I think maybe that's what Robert needs, somebody that doesn't need to actually be held by the hand through every step. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. 
So that was a good match. Can we just uh, review some of the products? Can we go through some of the products we've seen over the past week so I can hear what you yeah. thought of them? Uh, we had the Vest Packs Vest slash Backpack. Was this the ugliest thing you've ever seen or, or what? Well, it was very ugly, and it was sold in Walmart, and they used the word delisted. Delisted, yes. Uh, removed from Walmart's order books is what they, that's what they expected to happen with the vest pack. It hadn't been delisted yet, but it was on its way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, at first I thought it was kind of cute, but the more I looked at it, the cheaper I, oh, I found yeah, it to be. It looks so cheap. And how weird was the, so there was the guy who invented the vest packs, and then with him was the <laughs> licensee who was this amazing, like Robert Evans looking, or Al Davis is who he reminded <laughs> me of. You know Al Davis, the uh, late owner of the Oakland Raiders? Yes, yeah. Yes. He had these uh, gray sunglasses that, of, of course, you wear your sunglasses to a business pitch, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This slimy guy, and he's up there dancing, and, uh, you know, not literally, but just every time they come at him, he's sort of slipping away. And, yeah. Oh, this guy was so sleazy. This whole deal was sleazy. Ugh, it really was. Plus, they were kind of slick in their story that the daughter, that his daughter had invented it. Oh, and I forgot she all was, about what, 27? <laughs> yeah. They made it sound like she was six years old yeah. and invented it. Yeah, he's talking about how she won the Inventor of the Year Award and it was featured on some TV show. And it was all like 11 years ago this stuff happened. It was crazy. That was a very weird one. Terrible that product. That was very strange and uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh and we've got the Napwell Naptimizing Sleep Mask, which this oh, thing gave me the heebie-jeebies. I wouldn't want to wear. And they were kind of weird, too. They came out in their jammies. Yeah, another mis another apparel mistake, uh, I think. Just It just it was uncomfortable. They were uncomfortable. And, and their idea was that this mask, uh, when 10 minutes before you're ready to get up, the mask uh, has a light in it that, slowly brightens to wake you up air quotes here naturally yeah yeah <laughs> they have alarm clocks that do that yeah they have like light up uh phillips i know makes a very popular uh you know sort of sunrise style alarm clock i don't need to and i don't like having a mask on all night do you oh i agree yeah i don't want to it always gets tangled up and well i've never worn a, a sleep mask but i have worn a mouth guard thing that i always found on the floor in the morning because it's uncomfortable yeah yeah your unconscious self is just like what is this i don't get this out of here that's right your unconscious self is very selfish well i i feel like it always has your back though yeah <laughs> uh what about the turbo pup dog meal bars i thought that was a uh Interesting idea. So they're like power bars for dogs, although she hastened to say a number of times that they are not energy bars. They're dog food substitute that you put in your backpack and you can give something to the dog when you're on a long hike. It seems like a good idea, but she sold hardly any of them. Well, she had, uh, and they liked that she was uh, selling in the outdoor equipment stores. Right, instead of pet pet supply stores where it would be very competitive, she went to outdoor stores to market to hikers and other outdoorsmen who bring their 
dogs along with them when they go fishing and whatnot. And yeah, that was very clever, but she still, I mean, the sales numbers didn't really back her up. Well, they didn't because I think that's an impulse thing to me. Mm -hmm. It's not like, let me say this. At first blush, it seems like a great idea. You're going out on a hike with your dog. But my God, how long is your hike? You're not going to be home by dinner time? Yeah, and a dog doesn't, you know, a dog doesn't care if it misses a meal for a little while. You know, if, right. it doesn't, if you're out hiking and the dog's having fun, the dog's not really, doesn't need a meal. Right, my he's not experience. looking at his wristwatch saying, damn, we're missing dinner. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's saying, we're in the outdoors. This is amazing and fun. Right. So I kind of lost my enthusiasm. I, 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 um, it just reminded me of these people that um, have their cellars full of canned food getting ready for the end of the world or whatever they're getting ready for. What about uh, Bello Verde, the uh, custom tailor business? Oh, my God. What a mess. This was the enthusiastic clueless. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and I like when the shark gets an- sharks get annoyed because I so often am annoyed with people who come in and they're all enthusiastic and they've got a little routine planned for you, la di da. And the sharks are like, "Oh, you're you're so delightful, you're great." And I'm thinking this person I, is so irritating. So I'm so relieved when the sharks are getting annoyed with with the guy, just as I am. And they did not care for this loud uh i don't know how would you describe this this fellow oh i think he came in like he had a tiger by the tail and he was gonna give his spiel and then they asked him a question and well just wait a minute i'll get to that and i don't think the sharks like to be told no i don't think so yeah kevin at one point asked him how much in sales did you have over the past year and he said well how much do you think we had in sales (laughs) And Kevin did not cotton to that one bit. No, but I didn't understand. But to me, this guy seemed very clueless to me. You know, he's like one of those people that has Asperger's that doesn't quite know how to relate to people. I don't think it's Asperger's. I think this this guy, I think, is, you know, I picture him being the sort of vice president at the fraternity. He's Mr. Enthusiasm, and he's managed to make it through life with his bluster and his sort of aren't I such a badass attitude Mm -hmm. and he lands in the shark tank where you really just need to have your facts and figures and show that you're a professional and he he, you know he's he's trying some of the slick moves that maybe work at the bar uh when he's trying to pick up women but did not work as well uh in the shark tank Definitely, definitely. And I thought his suit was just hideous. Oh, God. That, I mean, I get it. Bello Verde, beautiful green, uh, and he has this green suit on, but it did well, not. Well, that was not it. No, that. <laughs> that was not it. It, was, it, would look, it looked ridiculous. He looked like what they called a leprechaun. Yeah, yeah, he did. So Shark Tank's a winner for you, it sounds like. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, should we do grades? Oh, all right. Let's do your grades. Uh, what's your, you know, maybe this needs to be an incomplete because you haven't watched very much of it. But so far, let's say, what's your grade for season four of Girls? Well, I'm going to give it a, and this is just because I'm new and obviously I don't know everybody. Okay, but I have hope. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those grades. And I, 
I'm going to give it a C plus. Okay. Okay. But I'll be back. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, there's plenty of people out there who don't like girls either, so you don't need to apologize for not being into it. You may end up hating it. I don't know. Well, I just, I would like to say that I am hopeful about it, and I think it's going to, I think it's going to deliver. I I think it will deliver for you, too, especially because what you liked about it was the sort of authentic feeling of these characters, and that's, what I think, one of its strengths. So I think that Well, can I ask out. you a question, though? Yes. Is there something sex every time? Well, uh, no, but Lena Dunham does uh, like to take her clothes off, uh, so you should be prepared for that. There, there is plenty of sex. Uh, not uh, Lena Dunham does, especially in the second season. I think she takes her shirt off in almost every episode. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, girls gets a C plus so far for you. And what about Shark Tank? Oh, I would give Shark Tank an A. Great. Me too. I think Shark Tank is probably the best reality show on TV. Really? Yeah. Okay. I know. Maybe you don't even think of it as a reality show. Yeah, I guess I don't. I guess I don't. All right. So that was fun, Mom. Two two fascinating shows gave us a lot to talk about. I know we have one show already planned for next time. What is that? Strange Inheritance? Is that what? Yes. That's a new reality show on Fox Business. How did you come across this? I don't know. I think that the uh, publicist was shocked when I emailed her for a screener. She didn't. She was just like, well, okay. She was she was very nice and very helpful, but I, you know, I don't think they expected this to be on the AV Club's radar. Oh, well, maybe we're going to be some trendsetters here. Maybe we are. Uh, so, yeah, Strange Inheritance will review next time and uh, something else. We'll figure it out. Mom, thank you so much, as always, for your time and your insights. It's always a pleasure. Don't forget to enter the contest. That's right. Uh, tweet mom at MoxieNH, M-O-X-I-E-N-H, with the New Year's resolution that you've already broken. And uh, no weight loss resolutions, please, because that's right. too boring. And uh, if you like Mom on Pop, please review it on iTunes. We always appreciate that. Tell your friends about it. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another installment. For Bonnie Tatey, I am John Tatey. So long for now. <laughs>